Well, well, welcome friends of the pod. Tyler here. Hey, before we get rolling on this week's show, I wanted to give you some good news and some bad news. The bad news is something happened with technology and this episode that you're about to listen to got cut about two minutes short. So it's not a huge deal, but you'll notice the abrupt ending. Sorry about that. The silly thing just stopped recording. Um, Anyways, the good news is that we're going to give you a bonus pod later this week. Uh, We had the pleasure of sitting down with some of our friends and Grace partners to hear about their ministry and their calling in Penelicate. And so look for that later this week. So that's good news, right? Okay. With that out of the way, let's get on with it. You got something to say for the intro? (laughs) Well. Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I am not just a sissy in a sweater. Dave is here to uncover the conspiracy against our compassion, but first, now that they've finished cloistering and quarreling, let's welcome in our favorite co-conspirators, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Guys, new day. We're doing this on a weird day. Monday, which Monday. is not that weird because we did it well, for like a yeah. year. It it definitely feels <laughs> weird. I felt rushed. Felt a little rushed to try to like be on the on my game for it's the pod. Weird, it's just a weird. This month is weird because I'm I'm gone for this this conference thing all week this week. Yeah, and then next week I'm gone again for the pastoral leadership team strategic retreat. So I yeah. don't know. It's all sorts of weird for the between Sundays world. Dave, good day. Hey, good day. You're you're gone too. Up uh, all the same times as Barry. Yeah. So last week we announced big event, March fourth, Dave's book launch. We're gonna do a live between Whoop. Sundays recording. Smash cut to the next day, Barry saying, Hey, we're gonna be gone for the next two weeks. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so we just had a uh, impromptu like planning meeting. Trying sure to scramble did. and get it all together, but okay. we're good. We got it. We we're got good. it planned. Yeah, but it's going to be. It's going to be good. It's going to be, be good. Friends it really of the pod, is. March fourth, Dave's book out. launch, man. Monday First night. First chance to get Dave's book called mm-hmm. "A Why to Live For." A why to live for, where your destiny meets the broken places of the world. Yeah. So, and let's not bury the lead. It's also a live podcast recording, and that's we're going to do a live reason. show. Yeah. There's a chance hosted. to win. Hosted. It is a book launch hosted. Yeah. By the hit podcast series <laughs> between Sundays. <laughs> yep. Marin's hosting Wait, it. When did it become a series? <laughs> series. Yeah. It's like serial. By the, uh, by the number one trending po- yep. church podcast in Actor, Hamilton County. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm really looking forward to Street. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a chance to win free books. Dave's going to be doing a book signing. Uh, first chance to get the book in your. Yeah. It's actually not even going to be published till mid-May. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, like on Amazon and all the places. But, yeah. So. But we'll have it here until then at our bookstore. Yeah. Lightning round. What's new? What's happening? What's going on? Ta-da. Lightning round. I mean, yeah. other than like just everything being chaotic this month, I have great news in the the realm of <gasps> yes. bonding with, oh, with here we go. the bunnies. So if you haven't been paying attention or haven't been, been listening. waiting with bated breath. I know you have. I know you have, Tyler. <laughs> Olivia and I adopted another rabbit, Rue. And Rue and Humphrey have been going on dates. It's a process that's actually like documented. It's how you do it to help two rabbits become bonded for life and they're spayed and neutered. So there's not little buns coming out anywhere, but I love squirrel noises. <laughs> yeah. And bunny noises too, uh, which they do make. Do you know that bunnies? <gasps> what does it sound grunt? like Barry? Which one? Bunny noises. Well, like it depends on what they're doing. Humphrey will, no, that's not, that's not it. 
No. Oh, he'll be like, ah, ah. They'll do that. They'll do that sound when he's frustrated at me. He'll grunt at me. It's <laughs> yeah. really cute. Um, so oh, anyway, man. so that we've been taking him on these dates, and it's been this showdown to see who's going to be the one that will be groomed by the other one, and because that means that you're, you're yeah. dominant. If you get groomed by the other bun, you're you're dominant. And the groom groomy gets is the dominant <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, huh? right, right. right. <laughs> so anyway, they've both been having these showdowns where they just both put their heads down next to each other and just wait for the other one to do it. And it and it hasn't gone anywhere. And finally, finally the other day we did a date and Rue gave in and started grooming Humphrey. And so uh, we're like, we know he that Humphrey's the dominant bun. Then he's he a jerk her. about it, and he was like nipping her to try to get her oh, to do it more. And see? I'm like, come on, man. So we had to have a talk. Give about an how inch, to, take a mile, huh? How to be respectful to to women. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's important. <laughs> the video but was super cute. It is cute. It's yeah. a cute thing, guys. And there's more to come. More cuteness. I'm sure. More cuteness to come. Anyway, that's about that's about it in my cool. life. And then you're that, gone for two weeks. Yeah, Marin. What's new? Same. I, this must be a crazy... They also had their bunnies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were just grooming each other. It was the cutest thing. Um, no, it's a crazy month. This is a crazy month for everyone. And it makes yeah. me feel a little relieved to hear everybody else say that it's a crazy month. What, what happened? Because February should not be the crazy month. February nope. should be the month where we're all huddled in basically like Stockholm yeah. syndrome being Absolutely. like 11 degrees isn't that cold, but there's just other things going on. Like last week was busy. I think I had, I had, I had an event every night of the week, but for Tuesday night, I think I was home Tuesday night, <sighs> but everything else just booked. It's just been a crazy month, man. We got to knock that off. Dave, you too. Sinus infection. Oh, you're Ooh. sick. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Awful. That's the worst. Don't like it. So, are you on medication? Lots. All right. So, this ought to be a great pod. Mm. <laughs> awesome. My voice sounds almost manly. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Doesn't, it doesn't normally. <laughs> it's tough for us, for us tenor rod boys. Yeah, the tenor boys. Rough and tumble. Rough and tumble. <laughs> Good one. Um, guys, I went, have you, I went to my first Monster Jam. Monster you ever been to a Monster rally? Truck Rally? You sure did. Milo, he's into cars now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just kind of the evolution of things. It's like, first he's into Elmo, then he gets to... Nene's. Nene's. Nene's are like a figment of his past imagination. Now he's like full on cars. All right. And so we went to a Monster Truck Rally, Monster Jam. You guys ever been a part of one of these? Never. Nope. Not so. Is it worth it? Is it great? Should I go? All right. It is a lot louder than I expected. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but we brought the headphones, like the big headphones yeah. for him. And I was like, eh, it can't be that loud. It's probably like not a big deal. It is so loud. <laughs> it is so, so loud in doors. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our tickets weren't the best, but we had, we had, uh, you know, we were way up in the, in the cheap seats, but you could hear everything and you could yeah. see everything. But and it was fine. Uh, a lot of people go to these things and it's on TV and uh, not real sure why you would want to go back to it. Because it's like the same thing kind of happens every time. It's like big truck trucks going over ramps. But is it cool to be like in the room when the big tr- trucks are, uh, are going off of ramps? Is it? Do you, would you say that it's equal to watching it on television? I've never watched it on television, but... <laughs> All I could think when I saw these trucks like going over the ramp and like slamming down and falling over, all I could think was 
about all the potholes in Indianapolis. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh, it feels like that right now. The struggle is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a flat tire last week, mm. but yeah, the, the trucks, man, I can't tell you how much crashing there was. It's like trucks just that, falling over. That's the point. <laughs> that, yeah. Right. Isn't that the yeah, draw? That's, that's kind of the point. Yeah. The videos They're, that you had of, of Momo, he was not sure how he felt about it. Yeah. No. His version of like being excited in public is just like staring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's had this like vacant expression on his face. Yeah. When he's staring at something, you know, he's into it, but he's not really like enthusiastic about much these days. These but, days. Yeah. But it was good. It was fine. I don't necessarily hope that he's going to be a longtime fan. But he could grow up to become a monster truck driver. Mm-hmm. I hope not, man. <laughs> what do you hope he grows up to be? Um, whatever his heart desires. Oh, but answer. not a monster truck guy. Except that. <laughs> You've got some limits. <laughs> oh, all right. So, Dave, you're cooking food or something, right? Uh, yeah. And a so little, you got to well, get out of here. Well, not cooking. You know, it's, we're shooting a video for the uh, merge retreat. And I'm supposed oh, to show Oh, you're doing them. the merge retreat. Yeah, I'm speaking at the merge retreat. That's our so, high school ministry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. High school ministry. And they wanted me to, we did a silly video last week, Cindy <laughs> Parkman and I, that, you know, with the th- your teeth, they put that spacer in your mouth. Is this a spoiler and you, alert? Oh. Spoiler oh, alert. I shouldn't say anything about well, that. Well, <laughs> all right. So when is the retreat? Um, sometime soon. <laughs> so are you gone like the next three weeks or something mostly oh, oh my goodness no, that's why i told oh, you yeah i like we have yeah we don't need to recount my calendar yeah we did that last week yeah <laughs> this is not necessary but uh in the meantime between doing funny mouth videos yeah. and today you yeah. had a sermon yeah week two of won't you be my neighbor you came out and you declared that you weren't going to sing nope no, 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 Mr. Rogers singing with audible like groans and yeah, everybody was kind of upset. Seriously, people, you're gonna get start getting booed. Yeah, <laughs> people were like, oh. But then it was like, well, yeah. where's Penny? Where's Penny? Yeah, you know what? Ever since I learned last week on this show that she was a part of that, I have really wanted her to come back and do that. We were talking about that. I was in North Indy this past weekend, and people were like. We showed the 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 trailer for this or the bumper yeah. for the for the sermon, and, and people are like, "Is that Penny? Is that Penny playing the piano <laughs> on the video?" And I was like, "I don't I don't know. I hope it is, but I don't know. No, that's not no. her. <laughs> but she needs to be a part of more stuff. She would love she that to does. be. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want to listen to her stuff, go on Spotify. She's on Spotify. Listen to all her music. She's under Penny Rodriguez. Yeah. There she all is. Right. My we'll son and I have one of her Christmas albums, and we love it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Great. Yeah. Did you guys just hear me gulp? Oh yeah, on the microphone. <laughs> it was awesome. Sorry. Hope that was hot coffee. Yeah, there. really hot down my throat there. All right, so you gave a sermon about community and the conspiracy against our community of love. Yeah. Uh, can you kind of give us a recap, a big idea for anybody anybody who may have missed it or hasn't heard it yet? Yeah, uh, we all love the feeling of community and love. It feels right, and it, it's something we. Uh, get excited about, but the fact is just about everything is conspiring against us. Yeah. And you, like I said, particularly went through three things. Yeah. With the world, the flesh and the devil, you know, old school outline, but, but it's true. I mean, can uh, we, yeah. Before we get into this, can we not say the word flesh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I, is one of those well, words that man, I just, why? what would you replace it with flesh? Sucks. 
Sarks. That's sarks. the Greek word. That's the Greek word. Yeah. Sarks. Kill the sarks. sarks. Which, but in case Jump you guys didn't catch this, <laughs> <laughs> jumping the sarks, that's got to be something. Uh, Gird your loins. There you go. The, the word that the NLT translates as sinful nature is sarks. Literally flat. Greek. Is flesh in Greek. Ugh, Does that make body. you feel better? No. The world, the sarks, and the devil. Well, yeah, that's a little bit better. That's not very poetic. I have like a visceral reaction to the word flesh. All right. That's why, okay. And that's why I said the problem, theological problems, everyone, many people battle over that phrase anyway. Yeah. For the reasons I said. But anyway, the, the point is just about everything is conspiring against yeah. community of love. Um, and you talked again about neighbors and um, how basically isolated you call that cloistering. We, we kind of yeah. isolate ourselves right. in our own homes and our own families. Yeah. Do you guys know your neighbors? It got me thinking like, do I, I even know who my neighbors are? I felt so guilty. I am <laughs> yeah. world class cloisterer. Well, I'm a cloisterer. You got to know a lot of your neighbors because they drive over your rock, right? Your boulder. <laughs> your yard only boulder. know them when they crash into <laughs> yeah. my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But no, and it, it's just, it, my husband just cleaned out the garage, which is great. We don't have to shovel our car off in the morning, you know, but we are the people now that drive straight into yeah. our home and close the door behind you us get in, and man. see no one and hear nothing. So yeah. the answer is no for you. you I'm a cloisterer. Yeah. Barry, you live in an apartment. It's so hard. I've, there've been seasons where I've tried really hard to get to know my neighbors and, but like it only, it seems to just fade so quickly because people move constantly, you know, it, it's like in our little, little building there's four yeah. four people four apartments and there's just turnover mm-hmm. all the time and Sounds i'll like transients to me it does so i'll greet them and i'll get to know them and say if, you know but like yeah yeah i just don't and i i keep wanting to but it just never happens yeah, yeah. so i love my neighbors yeah dave i you, live in a you've little got a connection yeah with- it's like a little cul-de-sac it's only four of us and so we know each other fairly well um just some annual things like yeah we do some annual or- things and and um and they're great people. And my, yeah. my next door neighbor, well, a guy across the circle for years has, uh, when it snows, he gets a snowblower out and does the whole circle and our driveways. So, wow, that's and, the, nice. and so, Bob and Pat Pfeiffer, who you, who, if you go to North Indy, North you Indy. know them because they're always greeting. They'll greet you at the front, at the oh, front yeah. door. They were, they were our next door neighbors. Really? For years yeah. and years. Yeah. Uh, and then a young couple moved in and when the guy with the snowblower moved, he's half in Florida and. Um, he basically gave the guy next door the snowblower. So now he oh, is passed a, down through the ages. He's uh, been endowed with the snowblower. I love right. our neighbors. We have great neighbors. I think it was so much easier for me to to not be a cloisterer when I lived in an urban environment. Right. Really? And ever since my husband and I left the great city of Chicago, it has been yeah. trying to figure out what does this look like in a suburban setting. Yeah. yeah. Neighborhoods are not, uh, suburban neighborhoods are designed for cars, period. Yeah. That's what they're designed for. Yeah. They're the, the whole layout is designed. I mean, parking lots, everything is designed for a car Yeah, and it, not for neighborhoods yeah. and not for relationship. It's just not. So just, and I mean, even just look at the design of our houses, the design over the last hundred years, they used to be made with big front porches. Right. And now they're made with big back porches. Yeah. That's true. Oh my yeah. goodness. We are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We don't need each other. Yeah. I, I got to give a shout out to my neighbors. They're, they're not going to listen to this, but so I do the snowblower thing with the people across the street. Oh, good for you. I would do it to other neighbors, but they have gravel driveways oh, see. and that's never going to work no. with the yeah. snowblower. So I do it 
to help out the people across the street. And in return, this guy is like baking extraordinaire Chris and Sam shout out because last time I did it, he brought over homemade chicken noodle soup, two blueberry pies. Whoa. This past weekend, he brought over scones, like just made from scratch, homemade. And I was, as I was listening to your sermon, I was like, I might have the best neighbors. There you go. And are I'm so like glad late, I know Are you like looking are. forward to snow now? So you're yeah, like, oh, I, I get to like, go. Yeah. Anything pie, you guys pie. need. <laughs> Anything you guys need, I will sweat over it. So you bring me blueberry pie. They made a mini blueberry pie for Milo. Oh, like a, like oh, a, like a, how sweet one. is that? Is that the yeah. one he was eating in that video? Yeah, probably. Yep. Okay. He was so just smashing his face with it. Not, yes. to, not to go all sermon illustration here, but the fact that they paid enough attention to the fact that you have a child and yeah. to make yeah. him a little pie. I mean, that's that's what community is about. I know you well enough to do custom loving things. That's the best yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's community. Yeah. And if we're cloister and if we're transient, we don't get a get a chance to experience that. Mm-hmm. There's a tiny little blessing or maybe a big blessing that happens when we love each other particularly. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, and then you started talking about the part that um, Marin was convicted about the cloistering part. You then you started talking about the part that convicted me, which is the margin part. Okay, yeah. so you said you cannot love well without margin, and uh, that got me assessing the margin in my own life. And February, we just got done talking about it. How February is yeah. kind of the, oh, turned right. into the worst, yeah. and I, there's no margin. No. So I had to ask myself, am I really loving people well? I want to turn that to you guys. What? Have you, what have you guys learned or have you guys learned anything about creating margin or lack thereof? And how are you guys doing with that? I, I was drawn to that rings of Saturn. Do you want to just explain that quickly? Yeah, I thought it was cool. So uh, there's a, a guy from Brown University described our relationships like three rings of Saturn. We spend a lot of time on the cloistering side cl- with our close families within our intimate connections. And then we spend a lot of time on the outer ring, which is with people that we don't know at all, but we relate to through some, usually some kind of social media setting. And it's that middle ring. How did he describe that? He described it as the close, but not intimate. Right. That's something like that. And that's where we're deficient in community. Hmm. And that plays out in where we work, the churches we go to. That's, that's that middle ring, which is missing. Yeah. That's, that's definitely what suffers the most in my life. Because if I'm creating more margin, I'm creating more margin for my husband and kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Not necessarily for that, that middle ring. This show is like a, an archive of how busy you are. <laughs> like if you just go back through all the episodes, it's like, Marin, you're doing way too much. See, but you don't even know. Like it's th- just case in point. We're, we're working on a couple of original songs here. That's super cool. But that means the Super Bowl. I'm locked in the garage in my little music room, like hammering out original music, burning dinner. I'm doing <laughs> oh, the things. No. And my family... Is suffering. No. So when I create yeah. margin, it's for them. Yeah. Although it, I did have a friend over for dinner last night. Um, <laughs> she, she was not uh, very happy with me when I was in Mary Poppins and had zero margin to have <laughs> her over for dinner. Yeah. But then she left the country and we, we haven't seen each other in a while. So she's finally home and I had her over for dinner and it felt so good. She mm. is like a member of our family. My kids call her TT. She's auntie. Mm. It, it felt so good to have her there. So she lives here. Wait, why do your kid, your kids are like 16. Why do they call someone TT? Long story. 
long story, but she is like family. And I loved it because we were having like your classic Gafferin dinner conversation that can go anywhere. I have two teenagers. Mm -hmm. So those conversations are all over. And it takes somebody like TT to like not be totally mortified at our dinner time conversation. But it felt good. And I, I was just reminded of that, that middle ring of like, man, Mm. these, these friendships need to be poured into and developed. Um, so does my family, you know, so how do I, how do I create margin enough? Yeah. Um, so for my family and for, for my friends. So interestingly enough, I think this is why rooted is working as, as well as it is, is because rooted forces you into a pattern for 10 weeks where it's almost like a forced margin. You will get together yes. for this Good. period of time for 10 weeks. And what is coming out of it, I think is fascinating. We're finding new lifetime relationships yeah. being born mm-hmm. so that now the desire is to hang out mm. with each other. It's, it's almost like uh, it's, it's forcing us to face that which keeps community away. It's forcing us to do it. I 100% agree. I, I, I was here um, leading worship at 146 this weekend, three o'clock. I had my life group meeting yep. at, you know, my husband and I went and yep. we're, we're in somebody else's living room with some other couples and yep. that's doing it. That's that middle ring. Margin. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's middle ring relationships. Yeah. And you it know, was wonderful. Barry, what about you? Well, yeah, I, I'm working on it. Sounds I, like your margin's getting slimmer and slimmer the well, more and more you take on. It, it It's, again, it's February. I don't know what it is about this yeah. month, but no, I I have decent boundaries. I've got work to do. And mm-hmm. part of that is um, just with seminary still going on in the evenings, like I rarely am I thinking like, you know, I've got a free Thursday night. What if we had people over for dinner? I'm never, yeah. I'm not thinking that way right now. I'm thinking like, how can I get through this quarter and make sure I get my exams yeah. done and all that stuff? But in the back of my mind, I have all of my experiences traveling, especially my time spent in in Kenya, in Kibera slum, where people, all they had was margin. Hmm. They they had so, it was just culturally baked in that when you're with somebody, you're with them. You Your time ends whenever it ends. It You don't have a, a clock ticking and so people would show up late to stuff because they were fully present where they were and the moment they showed up somewhere they're fully present where they are Mm. and what happened was i'd be with pastor fred and he would you know we'd be spending a day and i'd be like i think i probably have talked about this at some point but i was like what are we going to do today and he's like well in the morning we'll (laughs) go over to the office and and i have to meet with someone and then the evening we'll go visit this person's home and i'm like that it that's the whole day and and i was you know already prepared to be bored to tears but of course what would happen is we'd go and somebody would pop in and we'd spend time with them and then we'd get a call that this person was at the clinic so we'd go to the hospital and visit them and then we go now now that's like pastoral ministry but the idea is the same where you just you just have open space so i would love for my life to look a little bit more like that yeah at some point it's still a work in progress though. Man, I don't even know if that's possible. I, that's probably I, not. Probably not. That was here. the point of the message. Okay. So I felt like a wah wah kind of preacher this past yeah. weekend because this, how is this going to work in the back of my mind? I'm, I'm wondering, is it going to work? Yeah. Can't, can we reinvent community as Jesus intended it? Hmm. Can we, can we devote ourselves more to the middle ring so that is a, that it, I mean, there's nobody that would say, ah, we don't need community. Yeah. I mean, we can't survive it without it. Yeah. 
about eight months ago, I told, I declared to my wife that I didn't feel like I had any like real relationships or like real, like solid <gasps> friendships that went beyond just like hanging out from time to time. Barry, don't listen. What? What? <laughs> eight months ago? Well, yeah. I mean, eight months ago? What? Oh, you're in trouble. Oh, here we go. No, but like, okay, here's where I'm going with this is... <laughs> About three months ago, my dad made that game board table or board game table, right? I And I realized I've used, Maren can judge me with her eyes all she wants. <laughs> I've used board games as a way to kind of connect with other people. And this table, more than anything else in my life, more than any effort I've put into relationships, has brought people into my space and we've gotten to play with like tactile things and have conversation and we're disc we're kind of disconnected from technology and but that is a byproduct it was not my goal but it, mm-hmm. it is a byproduct of something that I've kind of been interested in that's cool whatever yeah. works like when my that's when cool. when my friend comes over we cook together we made um yeah. what we make last night um what's a chicken when the capers um Lemon, that's it. We made chicken, chicken piccata. It was Mm -hmm. delicious. You know, but what happened this weekend, we're trying to figure out how we can make more margin to have our kids' friends Mm. in our lives. Jed's talking about, well, maybe we can have the kids invite their friends over for like a cereal party. And I said, well, they're probably just going to be on their phones the whole time. Like we don't have anything for them to engage in. Jed said, well, I mean, they could play a game. And Mm. then I hung my head and said, (laughs) I'll, I'll ask Tyler. <laughs> Eat it, haters. <laughs> yeah, games do it, man. I know where to go man. when I need game advice. I, I've never been to a game night at your Well, place. we got to do that. I want to do a game night. <laughs> Should we do a live pod between Sunday's games? <laughs> let's, <just do> a, <laughs> let's just play Spirit Island and just yeah, narrate man. the whole thing. Yeah. Actually, 146th Street in like a week and yeah. a half yeah, is having yeah. a game, game night. night. Yeah. And chili and mac, mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Big uh, thing. Yeah. I'm leading one of the tables. I'm teaching games. It's going to be great. All right. And so that, like I said, it wasn't something that I tried to do. It wasn't, it yeah. was such as I like games. So let's have this table and hopefully people come play. And, but the byproduct has been like feeling like I have a lot more yeah. relationships yeah, now. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um, Dave, you said the biggest enemy of communal love is our sinful nature. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of when you went into, there's a, there's a lot of different discussions and definitions of what, what that means. Yeah. But you said- When sin- you said that, Liv leaned over to me and she said, and in philosophy. Because, you know, she's a philosophy right. major. And so she was like, yeah, they debate that all the time. Really? Philosophy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, it went way over my head. I well, didn't. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, and not that it's unimportant. I don't want to, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to demean the discussion, but the but for our purposes, that's why I said, let's can we just agree we're going to call it sinful inclinations? Yeah. So sinful inclinations kill love is what you said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and and that was the point of the passage we examined in Galatians five because that's why Paul said, hey, uh, the result essentially the fruit so to speak of the sinful nature are these things, and there was dissensions and anger, dissension and anger and. Mm-hmm. Jealousy and bitterness and rage and all those things. So, so that all comes from sinful inclinations. Yeah. And again, were we born with that? Did we develop that? You know, it, it kind of doesn't matter. We have it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. there. So let's just call it out. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember when Milo was born, I was like, 
think I may have even said this on the show. I was, I said something like, I'm interested to see the first time that he sins. <laughs> and I said that to the wrong person one time because they were like, oh, he already did that. He, you just don't know about it. He oh. was born. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, see, this is, you ruined this everything. Is what I mean. You ruined everything. He's an angel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can see how that could just kind of drown you in thinking about it too hard when really the point is we all have it. Yeah. yeah so, and, and even Paul, uh, again, the, the debate with Roman, Romans chapter seven, what was he talking about when he said, you know, what a wretched man I am, who's going to rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through, yeah. you know, through our Lord Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, it, it, it's a battle. Yeah, it, it's a battle. I mean, and then Paul uses really violent mm-hmm. words to describe how to deal with it when he says crucify it. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't have picked a more intense word. Yeah. Okay. So the, the intensity of the word also could kind of go over our heads cause it's, it's like super intense, but it's like, eh, I don't really know how to crucify it. So yeah. moving on, you know, it's kind yes. of, we can breeze right through it. Yes. Yeah. I wrote in my journal last night. I had the greatest night. My friend went home, family went to bed. Yeah. I had a fire and a recliner and your sermon gave me a lot to think about mm. and a lot uh, to ponder. Um, God's been speaking some very specific things to me over the last week about, I talked to you a little bit after the sermon yesterday about um, doing the harder thing. Um, I got this, <laughs> I got this vision when I was praying on Tuesday <clears throat> of a, a little weight, la- weight lifting class that I, that I take a couple times a week. And when you've been using one set of weights for a while, your muscles don't get as fatigued. So it's time to up the weight. And I felt like the Lord was telling me spiritually, it's time to up the weight. You've Mm -hmm. been doing this for a while now. Um, It's time to do the harder thing. What does that mean? For me, I felt like that meant um, exactly what was coming in his sermon. And this was Tuesday. So that's super, super cool. Um, Doing the harder thing meant like laying down my pride. Mm. and nailing nailing that flesh (laughs) to the cross. But my questions last night as I wrote this out was, um, so now comes the hard part. How do I crucify my very real feelings? Mm -hmm. And how do I react differently to hurts? Because that's when the flesh rises up. Is nailing anger to the cross, (laughs) sorry, is nailing anger to the cross like nailing jello to a wall? Mm. If I am to up the weight, Mm-hmm. what's the right form? Like I can't just up my weight at, at, with the wrong form. I'll hurt myself. Yeah. So, so how do I do this spiritually with the right form? So that like, uh, what is it? James two, is it James two or James one that talks James one, um, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy for, you know, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has yeah. a chance to grow. When I up, go ahead, new King James. Thank you, Jesus. When I up the weight, <laughs> It's, it's increasing my endurance. So how do I do that with the right form so that I don't end up just making things worse? Okay. And Mm. so not, not to revert to the sermon, but uh, you've already covered, I think the most important step and that is you named it. Mm. All right. When we name it, it's not, Ooh, I feel uncomfortable. I see it. This is my thing. It's right here. I'm going to name it. I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to own up to this. Yeah. And then the second thing is we lament it. And that is, I mean, do I really feel feel bad about this? And am I broken enough by it now that I've named it? And then finally we confess it. And at some point you have to just confess it and then move on and then wait to see what happens. 
see the other. That's my, I, I, this whole business of walking in the spirit, I have tried for my own life and for this church over the last five years to demystify the process yes. um, and to make it something that is actually, okay, I know what that means. I can do that. And so I'm, that's what I hope is that mm. somebody can name it, lament it, confess it. And that is what they need. Now, if I'm, help me out. I mean, does it, does it sound simple enough can, from your guys' perspective? Um, it sounds simple. It's kind of the same things that I've learned when it comes to like reconciling anything. It, whether it's racial reconciliation or reconciling myself to God, it's like, it's the same process. It's, it's discovering what it is. Yeah. Naming it. Yeah. Naming it. Lamenting it. Which is a is is a big deal. It's a that's an important part, and yeah, confessing it. Yeah, and um, that that's also a big deal because <laughs> it's admitting that it's admitting it's it's humbling myself um, in ways that if it's anger that I'm holding on to, I'm not willing necessarily to humble yeah. myself right. until right. I, yeah, it it it's kind of the same stuff I've learned with reconciling all things. Yeah. Um, and so you, you call this, uh, living in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's directly from the Galatians five twenty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit. Then yeah. it says. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad you asked, or you did this, but you got real practical. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about what some of those practical ways we can live in the spirit? Well, are? I just, yeah, I named the one thing, but the first thing was surrender our lives to Christ because only those who have surrendered life to Christ possess the Holy Spirit. And if we're going to have fruit come out of us, it's got to come from something. It's not going to come from nothing. So the Holy Spirit has to be in us. The second thing is what we just covered. And that yeah. was, that was naming and, you know, crucifying the, the fruit, so to speak of the sinful nature. And then the third is uh, essentially two words, paying attention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. paying attention to the Holy Spirit. Had a cool thing happen. I'll tell you a story. Uh, I was talking with a friend after one of the services and he said, I've got to go into work for three hours. I really don't want to go into work today. And I just had this sense, and I don't always get this, but I sense that something was going to happen in him that afternoon. Hmm. And I said, so look, um, I just was talking about in the sermon, paying attention. I feel like I need to tell you that something's going to happen this afternoon. And sure enough, two hours later, I get a text. You're not going to believe this. And boom, God put him in, a, in an opportunity to bring blessing and love into somebody's life who desperately needed it. He was sky high. So you were paying attention. I, I was paying attention. When I looked at him, I had this sense, you know, here's my, the problem I have with us who've grown up in the church is that we freak out when we have senses and mm-hmm. we don't do it because we think it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. And we need, yeah. we need to take risks Yes. Because the Holy Spirit is always, I'm sorry, I'm clapping my no. hands. The Holy Spirit is always talking and let's yeah. pay attention and respond. I have a great story about that that happened this week. Um, I, I had a rough week and probably like the, 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 the roughest part of the week was late, late Thursday night, uh, maybe around like 930 and I got an email uh, from a congregant. His name is Matthew. And, and he said in the email, you don't know me. <laughs> you, you definitely don't know my name. But I feel a strong conviction that you are to, to get your husband and pray Ephesians 6 
over over you. Um, and what that did, it brought immediate clarity that there are situations in my life, this is a spiritual attack. I'm under attack. I read mm-hmm. Ephesians 6. It reminded me that my battle is not against flesh and blood enemies, mm-hmm. but against rulers and authorities of the unseen world, mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. When he knew King that, James. Bless your heart. That was the NLT. Why don't you know the difference? <laughs> know the difference. It's just whenever you read scripture, that's what's <laughs> happening. Okay. No, but if that guy had not done that, yeah. Thursday night would have been yeah. miserable. Yeah, I would have been my... swimming and I would have been lost. But one guy's obedience to the spirit and then he was there Saturday night yeah. uh, for service and it was awesome because my husband was there Saturday night so I got to introduce Connect the two yeah. and say oh my goodness this is the guy that sent the scripture cool. and his wife oh said goodness. his wife said he was so nervous to send that yeah. you know because we don't want to be yeah. weird it, what, you don't yeah. be it feels creepy yes but had he not I would not right. be in the headspace that I am today that well, was me knowing that God sees me and yeah. he, he used somebody else to speak real truth yeah. into my life at that moment. So now watch this. When I said to my friend, something might happen this afternoon, I had a sense. If I would not have said that to him, if I thought, okay, that's weird. He may have even missed it yeah. because he wasn't paying attention yeah. and, and somebody's life has not changed. Yes. Oh my goodness. Right? We always, uh, well, I always talk myself out of it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that was probably just me being weird and I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to send the email or, you know. Yeah. But when is the, when is it wrong to send scripture to encourage someone? You know what well, I mean? So I know, like, yeah. Like even with, with naming it, that was my prayer last night as I sat by the fire. If I'm not fighting against a flesh and blood enemy, I need to live by the spirit. I need the spirit to point out what mm-hmm. I am fighting against because yeah. it's too easy to see things one dimensionally. So I need the spirit to help me see what I can't see. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What am I fighting? Yep. Yeah. I had a conversation with a guy last week and he's, he's kind of on the edge. Do I want to believe in God or do I not? And, um, he said, I've never really experienced I've never really had a transformative experience with God. Anything that I may have thought, I just kind of dismissed later and was like, nah, that was probably just me. And that is so easy to do. And probably that happens the majority of the time, even in my life. I'm like, I should text so-and-so about this one thing to encourage them. But I'm like, nah, we we just talk ourselves out of it. But you're right. When (laughs) isn't that kind of the whole benefit of being a part of the community yeah so maybe for you that's what upping the weight could look like the next time you get a sense like that in your spirit if you made 2019 the year of following through imagine what could happen all right Marin, i'll do it and then do it and then use your imagination (laughs) and take it another step and imagine an entire community uh, like a small, your whole spiritual family all paying attention see on behalf of one another Mm -hmm. and sharing with yeah. each other and saying, yes. I, I sense that there's something going on in your life. Let me pray for you right now. Like, could you imagine if we were all doing that and the entire church was made up of communities that were doing that? I mean, oh. that, and even, you know, I said it the last couple of weeks, we, there's no chance of us being able to bust each other in the chops unless we're close enough and we're sharing the things we're feeling. Yeah. Look, and I really want to bust you in the chops. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we have to hug him first before we bust him in the chops? Yeah. How about the, how about the young lady that wept after oh, the service? Dave. Wait, oh. what? What was this? Oh, you know what? I, I w- you wouldn't have heard this because mm-hmm. it happened Saturday night. Mm. So uh, what I, uh, ev- did everybody get up at North Indian hug? 
Uh, yeah, we okay. did a hugging moment, and I, I, hope, I hope you Fishers people. <laughs> we had a hugging. We, we did that. We did hugs. You did hugs. <laughs> so at any rate, I'm walk. I walk out in the lobby after the service, and a young lady walks up. She goes, "Um, I'm not gonna get emotional," which means yeah, too yeah. late. Yeah, and so she starts to weep, and she said, "Thank you for having people hug one another because no one's touched me in weeks. Mm. I've not had oh my physical." Goodness physical interaction touch and she meant in a not good way you know like no one's put their arm around her no one's hugged her no one's held her hand and she just stood there and wept mm. she said it meant the world to her it was a different moment than the, the normal meet and greet which i'm determined to end <laughs> once and for all the meet and greet where it's like find someone and shake their hand like not during flu season sir so but the the hug moment was different because it was like it was that it was we are we're not going to sing, is what you said. Yeah. But here's another neighborly yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 It was cool. It broke my heart, actually. Mm-hmm.